Welcome inside Sportstopia, Fantasy Fire and Ice, NBA edition. Your boy Corey Parson, the fantasy executive, the homie Javon, and obviously my man, the legendary Dr. A, Steve Alexander. Javon, what's going on, my man? How you doing today? This this uh, this good old football Monday. <laughs> don't start, hey, don't start I'm, no foolishness, Javon. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good today. Glad to be back on with y'all fellas talking uh talking some basketball. But overall, I'm doing good. All right, very good. I'm glad to hear that. Doc, what's going on with you? Big Braves game tonight. That's, that's all I really know. All right, there you go. Got a little bit of Atlanta Brave action, you know what I'm saying? Well, we are not here to discuss the NFL or Major League Baseball. We're here to discuss the National Basketball Association. As we get closer to tip off of the season, what's up? What up, MD? What's going on, everybody? So today we're going to spend some time previewing the NBA's Central Division. Right now, the team shortest odds to win the championship, and their odds are real short, is the Milwaukee Bucks. But this is also a division that features a number of teams that we think could be on the come up this season, like the Detroit Pistons and the Indiana Pacers. Then it also has the Chicago Bulls, who will forever be the middle. And then you got the Cleveland Cavaliers trying to ascend to the next level. So pretty solid division, you know what I'm saying? Javon, I ask you first, just thinking out loud, this is really, as far as fantasy for this division, this is like Giannis, Dame, Donovan, and everybody else. Is that Am I looking at it wrong? No, you're pretty spot on. I will also add, I will also add Tyrese Halliburton into that mix. I think you got to include him for, you know, just what he's been able to to do in uh doing Indiana then obviously Chicago you have the vets and in Vucevic and DeRozan and Levine I feel like this division has a lot of like if you're a ton of like solid good to solid fantasy options that can help you you know help you you know win win during the season and guys that can put up points but also do a little bit of everything on the floor too Doc an overview of the division well, I mean, Tyrese Halliburton definitely belongs in that yes. list with Giannis and Dame. I've got him in front of Giannis and Dame. Uh, so he's sort of like the the guy driving that division right now. I'll tell you what, I think the Pacers are a team to watch for this year because, first of all, they got Halliburton. He's, he's, he's really, really good. And the fact that the Pacers were able to get him from Sacramento when nobody thought that that was possible – is is pretty incredible and then they added a veteran guy that i really like a lot bruce brown they got miles turner at center so i mean it, there's it's a lot to like about the pacers i'm from indianapolis uh originally maybe i'm a little biased but i'm usually anti-pacer guy but this year i'm kind of feeling uh kind of feeling the pacers love and then like you said the rest of the division you got zach levine in chicago you got a lot of young guys in D detroit Mm -hmm. um, so there's a lot of lot of interesting uh, stuff going on here. What's his face? Who's the guy that uh, Sacramento took in front of uh, Luca Marvin Marvin Bagley last night? I think preseason game had like 25 points, something crazy for Detroit. So uh, that's the other thing. Preseason basketball kind of got fired up on Sunday afternoon. It was kind of kind of cool to have some basketball on the TV. Yeah, no doubt. 
I think I'll try to get into some a little bit later on this week. We uh, had other obligations uh, television-wise last night. <laughs> um, um, I want to start, uh, Javon, with the Pistons. You know, last year this time, there was a lot of hype around the Detroit Pistons. I think I was talking about it with Stu earlier last week. Like the Detroit Pistons were the money was the the win total over was one of the more popular bets going into the season last year. Cade Cunningham gets injured; they still have some growing pains. End up getting the winner, Dwayne Casey, and bringing in Monty Williams. Twenty eight and a half is the win total this year. I don't know if I'm ready to start saying okay, this is a 30, 35 win team and, and go over on the win total yet. But I do think you got to like some of the young pieces, Cade, um, Ivy, Duran, Beef Stew. You know what I'm saying? Am I missing anybody? This is, uh, I think, listen, I think Monty might be able to pull this joint together. No, I, I, I agree with you. I was one of those people that had the win total last year and, you know, put a little bit on them to make the playing tournament. That was obviously a bad call by me, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do think that they could. Monty Williams, I think, is the perfect guy to lead this group. You Like you mentioned, you know, Kay, you know, missed most of all last season, but I think it opened up room for Jane Ivy to step in last year as the team starting point guard. And I think he kind of flourished in that role a little bit. I know he came off the bench last night, which was kind of interesting to see, like, how if he's going to be coming off the bench, you know, this season or if he's just going to, if that was just a one time thing for the preseason, but they, like you said, a lot of good pieces, that front court, you mentioned, you mentioned it, you know, Jalen Duran, James Wiseman, who oh, yeah. kind of, who kind of played well at the end of last season, you know, Bagley, um, they got a lot of pieces, even uh, the, the Thompson twin played really well uh, in, in last night's game. And I think he have a ton of talent, you know, that can, again, a guy that can do a little bit of everything. I think their win totals at what? 28 and a half. It, 28 and a half. Yeah. They're going to, I think they can get over it. It's going to be close, but it all depends on health, right? If K can stay healthy, then I think that this team can do something, even though they play probably one of the more tough, tougher divisions in the NBA. Uh, Doc, who's the first player that would go off the board on this Pistons team in the fantasy draft? Uh, Kate Cunningham. And we're looking, what, three, four turns, something like that? Uh, I think he's. I, I think he's uh, probably going to go in the third, third round okay. of most leagues. And then, Osir uh, Thompson, like like Jevin uh, said last night, hit the game winning shot. Had a big defensive play. Was all over the court. Him and his brother both are really good. And I, I'm not sure which one's going to be better. But when I look at this Pistons team, you know, it, there's guys on that coming off that bench that we haven't even talked about, like Monty Morris and Alec Burks and Joe Harris. Um, there's a lot going on with this team. And it kind of reminds me of where Oklahoma City was like three years ago, just a bunch of young pieces uh, that they're trying to put together. They've got too many centers. I think they've got too many big men. There's 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 kind of log jams everywhere except uh, at point guard. And Cade Cunningham only made it through like seven games last year. So we still have yet to see um, – a full season from him so that's exciting uh, i just feel like the team is too young to really make a ton of noise this year he's missed basically the first two seasons of his career right nah, i mean let's let's look at it let's let's take a look um he missed man my computer is slow he played in 12 games last year my bad 
I said seven. <laughs> uh, Don't worry about it. It's fine. And then he he played in sixty four the year before. So okay, he, you know, he missed about what eighteen games. So, uh, but last year, you know, he was cooking. He was twenty points, uh, six boards, six assists. Like those are good. Those are good numbers. He can steal, block, and three too. So, uh, Cade, Cade, people are gonna forget about Cade this year. But he's gonna he's gonna ball out. Yeah, I think if he can uh, be healthy and continuously play. I think um I think you can have a pretty good fantasy asset on your hand and I think you know the Pistons can really have a player that they can build around and and what about Ivy where uh, Javon like Ivy is a where, where would you put him at you know what I'm saying like would you take him before or after like does he is he getting drafted before or after Moran like mind you Moran is obviously missing 25 games I would still was wait you still if could you if you wait you're like you ready to just wait for Ja. Yeah, I would I would take him I would take him after Morant just because Morant you obviously when when he does come back you know what you're getting in him you know another suspension now let me stop yeah, I, <laughs> I, I would hope I would hope not but no I think you know what you get Morant but Ivy I think if you could get him you know in those mid to late rounds I mean he's a guy that could score and I think that's going to be huge and his assists he had. 5.2 assists last season and almost and had a, almost four rebounds a game. So if he can duplicate that stat line this year, then I think he's going to be really good in fantasy. I've got, I've, Go ahead. I've got Ja at 70. I got Jaden Ivey at like 120. So oh wow. So it's a big difference. To, to I you. mean, for me it is. Uh, but I, I like Jaden Ivey, man. He went to Purdue. He's, he's a good player. Uh maybe I've got him too low, but I mean. I just want – I know what Ja's going to do. Like Javan said, like when he comes back, I know he's going to blow it up. If I put him on my bench for six weeks and then he comes back and I got, you know, Ja, I, I know what I got. So I, I, I still want Ja in front, front of us. No doubt. I, no doubt. I, I, I can dig that. Um, I, I think what, – what was it called? The, 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 just the, the middle of the Eastern Conference is where the Chicago Bulls reside and it's probably going to start sliding towards the bottom of the Eastern Conference. Javon, I don't know how this Chicago Bulls team is built. Like when they brought in, what's my man? Who's the head coach um, from, from Florida? Billy Donovan. Billy Donovan. When they brought in Billy Donovan and Kobe White and my man with the braids, uh, Project Pat, <laughs> I'm like Lonzo Ball. And I'm like, yeah, maybe it's something in DeMar DeRozan. They were the one seed in the West not too long. I mean, in the East. Going into the All-Star break not too long ago. And I kept saying to myself, just the loss of Lonzo Ball alone was enough to send this team into, like, playing tournament despite having DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine and all of these guys. Coming into the year, the win total sitting at 37 and a half. Is the team put together bad, Javon? Is there – I just don't know what the Chicago Bulls are. Yeah, it's the same way I feel. I feel like – it's like we you just have like the core three and then it's just a collection of like everybody else. So you just try to figure out like how the pieces kind of match, right? Cause I feel like you almost have like a lot of similar players like Caruso and Javon Carter are kind of like the same guy, like defensive minded, you know, guards. And then you have, you know, Tory Craig, who I think is a solid addition, but it's not nothing that's gonna be, you know, outstanding. So you're pretty much you're the bull of your bulls fan you're leaning on the core three to kind of like lift you into you know the playoffs which is 
it's not it's not a hard thing to do, but it's kind of like where else are you going to get production from, right? Like you said, will Patrick Williams take that next step up this year because they're going to kind of need it because, like you said, you look at their bench is not nothing like appealing that makes you say like, all right, yeah, like let's you know let's take let's take him and kind of you know roll with it. So for me, I I don't like the Bulls this year at all. Like if they get into the playing tournament, that'll be expected. But if they don't make the playoffs, I don't, I don't see it. It's like Doc, how, the, with the way the roster is constructed, I'm like, is this supposed to be a good team or they <laughs> underachieving? Like I'm like, okay, so this Demar Derozan, it's all stars on the team, but the win total is 37. And when you look at it from fantasy, I'm like, I well, I kind of know mid range type dude. Like I don't even know what they are, Doc. Well, part of the problem is Lonzo is not there. Yeah. Another part of the problem is Pat Williams is not the player they thought they were getting when they drafted him. I mean, he's been on everybody's breakout sleeper list every year since he's, since he came in the league. I don't think he's ever averaged more than like eight points. So if Pat Williams was out there balling and Lonzo Ball didn't get his his knee and everything messed up by the big baller shoes, uh, <laughs> this would be a totally different team because you'd have Lonzo and Zach in the backcourt. You have Demar mid-range to Rosen and Pat Williams up front. And then you got Vooch, who's sort of like just skating out the end of his career in Lost Land in in Chicago. You got a 92-year-old Andre Drummond backing him up. So there's not a lot uh, that I love about this team. Now, Vooch will probably be solid again. Williams could surprise us. The Rosen's kind of an overrated fantasy guy just because he doesn't really shoot three-pointers. He's not a big steals guy. Uh, although he, at least he hits like one three a game now. It used to be zero. So baby steps for DeMar. And then uh, Levine's very good. It's going to be interesting to see who really emerges at that point guard spot. It was uh, Kobe White yesterday who went off in the preseason. Javon Carter has been a good backup in Milwaukee. Caruso does things when he's on the court. So I think – and Iowa DeSumo is still there too. And he was kind of hot like two years ago and we kind of forgot about him. So – uh, who ends up breaking out at that point guard spot is probably the most interesting thing fantasy-wise going on in Chicago. What's up with Kobe White, uh, Javon? I got some Kobe White PSA 10s. <laughs> I maybe be able to get $20 for them, you know what I'm saying? This is not the, the direction I thought the Tar Heel. He won a championship. Did he win a championship? Lost in the Final Four. Uh, I don't know. Put it like He played in the Final Four for sure. That's not the right. Like I think I I agree with Doc. I think he's a critical piece to this team. Where it, where's he going? Again, he's mortals. He's another you know late rounder type, take a flyer type of guy on. Because like we're taking the flyers on Kobe White. You why have, is, it, why you is have. it not a legit? Oh, Kobe White's a guy. Put him on your on your bench, and then he'll, he'll shine. It's be, it's because you don't know if he's going to have. 20 points one night and then he'll have you know five points on one of seven shooting right you just don't know where his offensive consistency is but i think like we said for the bulls to take that next step right they're going to need him to step up because you look at that second team it's not off the bench it's not you know the most appealing you got drummond you got the second year player now dalen terry who didn't really show much of anything even in the summer league it like you said, Javon Carter, he's a nice backup. You got Desumu. It's Kobe Sumo's White. Has, interesting, but yeah, right. White's Kobe, got a hit. Yeah, yeah, he's got he's the guy that has to be kind of almost 
come become that six man for them and kind of step into that role and be that offensive punch off the bench because they don't really have it nowhere else. And maybe this is the year because Kobe last night had 14 points, six boards, six assists, two steals, two threes. That was good. Six to ten shots. So and, and he played 23 minutes. It's preseason. You you have no idea what that translates to. It's preseason game one. Uh, but you know, Kobe White in a deeper league, Corey, if you're in like playing in a 15, 20 team league, Kobe White's gonna be a guy that, that gives you fantasy value in it. 12-team league, if he's not starting for the Bulls, he's probably not not yeah. doesn't need to be on a fantasy roster. I mean, unless somebody gets hurt. Anybody is there, is there is here's the thing with this roster, really. Is there going to be a trade? Are we going to see Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan on another team come to All-Star break? Doc? That's a good question. I don't know. You know me, I, I'm not a big trade uh, rumor speculation guy. I feel like we spend so much time around the trade deadline, like predicting what will happen and trying to trying to see the future. But I think by the time the rumors get to us, they've already there's they're already way down the line past that point. So I, I don't spend a lot of time agonizing over whether guys are going to get traded. Will the Bulls blow this thing up if it doesn't get off to a good start? I I think they certainly could. I mean, I don't think there's anybody in that front office that is thinking that they could not rebuild or survive without one of those old guys, you know, Levine, DeRozan, or Vooch. Yep, no, no doubt. All right, here's this. This is one of the more intriguing teams in the Eastern Conference. Indiana Pacers, Javon, win total sitting at 38 and a half. I think the Pacers can be a top four seed in the East. I really like this team. I can do without Miles Turner and the, the, the outfits. Other than that, I love the team. You know what I'm saying? Miles Turner dressed appropriately, and I'll buy in even more. And I, and I used to be a guy that rooted for the Knicks when I was a kid. You know what I'm saying? Now that I'm a man, I know better, Javon. <laughs> but I'm feeling this Indiana Pacer. I'll take the over on the 38 and a half, and I'll take this to the window, the over on the 38 and a half. And listen, I told you that, that group, I think they can win their group in the, in, in the in-season tournament. They're like plus 550 to win whatever group they're in. You know, the Bucks and the group and like, you know, some top teams that probably don't care about this. But I think the Pacers with obviously Halliburton, I think there's, I think there's some pieces on the Pacers. Oh, no, the Pacers are are pretty, or I think are going to be really good. Like you mentioned, you got Halliburton, you got Matherin, who, yeah. looked, who played well off the bench last season for Rick Carlisle. Hopefully he's a full-time starter this year just because the guy can just – light it up in matter of in a matter of minutes like you mentioned it got bruce brown obi topping you know he's Obi's over there. out there now yeah he, he's over there now you still got buddy hill they added jerace walker there's a lot to like about this team like you said last year i think what 40 wins in the east got you into the play-in tournament so if you're the pacers and you think and you're somebody thinking about betting on pacers win total you just got to get the 40 right so yeah. i would take that i would take that over and then i will also probably put something down on them to, to, to participate in the playing tournament if you don't think they can get up to that top four seed because I think they're yeah. at plus 110 right now in DraftKings. So you can do that too. You can take the over and then put some down on the uh, on the playing tournament. No doubt. Hey, hey Doc, I, I like the team, and I've never really been a guy that like the Pacers, but I'm a league pass guy, you know what I'm saying? And I'll sit down here and I'll try to find undervalued underdogs. And it, it, every night it points me to the Pacers. And if Halliburton's on the court, they do not disappoint. 
No, and that 38, what'd you say? 30, 38 and a half? 38 and a half. I mean, I think this is a 40, 40 win team easily. So, um, yeah, Halliburton, Matherin, you've got TJ McConnell backing up Halliburton. He's solid. You got Buddy Heald, may start, may come off the bench. I don't think we really know yet. Uh, but you got Heald, who's kind of instant offense regards to where he comes from. And then you got Matherin, who, who does it all. Um, super young, super fun. Bruce Brown, like I said, I think he's a glue guy. I think he's a guy that could really um, bring a lot of leadership, maturity to this young Pacers team for the most part. Miles Turner is not really that leader in the locker room that they want, and I think Bruce Brown is going to be that. So, um, And I like Turner. Turner had three blocks last night. He blocks a ton of shots. He hits a ton of threes. Those are good things to have from a fantasy center. So um, pretty excited about this team. And then Jer Jairus Walker coming off the bench or starting. We don't really know that either. But there's a lot of a lot of hope, a lot of promise in Indiana right now. Do you worry, for, for, for fantasy purposes, Doc, do you worry about Buddy Hill's shooting percentage? Because, like, he can really throw a lot up there. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes I'll be like, son, would you please stop shooting the basketball? <laughs> son. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm more worried about Terry Rogier and his crazy field goal percentage. Okay. But, no, you're right. Uh, I mean, last year he was at 46. Okay. So, and yeah. the year before that, he was 45. Now, his last year in Sacramento was last – Stint in Sacramento, he shot 38%. Then we got traded to the Pacers, it went up to 45. So that's good. Yeah, I mean, he's been pretty solid the last couple of years. And he and he, he hits so many, so many threes. He's a good free throw shooter, and he'll get you steals. Like Buddy Heel is kind of an underrated guy, in my opinion. Anybody else, Javon, on the roster that fantasy uh, owners should be looking at, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you mentioned Matherman, like guys like McConnell. Nesmith, Jordan Nawa on the team. Jalen Smith from Maryland's out there. Oscar Tashibway, if he makes the team interesting. Uh, 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 Doc mentioned Jerace Walker. Anybody? Um, I would probably say An Andrew Nemhart could okay. be somebody that might could sneak in fantasy wise, but it, it depends on you know TJ McConnell. If McConnell's playing well, if he's not hurt, if he's steady, then Nemhart might not see a lot of time. But when he's played. You know, last even even in the summer league, his summer league is just one of those guys this year where it's just like he was too good to play in the summer league. So that's always a good sign. So that's another young guard that I would keep an eye out on. Um, Nemhart and Neesmith both last year at times they were getting picked up off waiver wires of regular fantasy leagues because they were just they got hot and they they were playing well. And it all depends on injuries with guys like that. Like you don't want to mess with Neesmith or Nemhart. Until somebody goes down. Funny sure. heel gets okay. hurt, you're picking one of them up immediately. You know, Matherin, same thing. Maybe McConnell. Um, but th those are going to be injury replacement fantasy guys. Cleveland Cavaliers last year got off hot start. You know what I'm saying? It did not end well in the postseason as they were basically ran off the – ran out of their home court a couple nights by the New York Knicks. So the Cavs is one of the top teams in the East. Let's put a little bit of rest on that. But the win total is high coming into the year. Total Javon sitting at 50 and a half. Obviously, you already know what it is. It's Mobley. It's Aaron. It's uh, it's Darius Garland. It's it's Karis LeVert. I just didn't even say son name yet. It's um Donovan Mitchell. So there is pieces. Isaac Okoro is a guy I like too. You know, Ricky Ruby on some cats like this is a little bit passing. 
Tristan Thompson just trying to stay out of trouble. But when you look at the team, this is I don't know if this is a 50 and a half. I think this win took a little bit aggressive at 50 and a half. But you, you know what you got. You got to close in, Mitchell. You got two big men. You know what I'm saying? So what do we think about the Cleveland Cavaliers coming into the season? I think they can, like you said, I think 50 and a half, a little bit aggressive. I think they're more like a 47, 48 win team, which still isn't bad, right? In the East, yeah. that still gets you comfortably uh, comfortably in the playoffs. Like you said, they have all the pieces. Their front court's pretty is probably one of the better ones in the league with Allen and Mobley. They kind of complement each other well defensively and offensively. Now, I think Allen's out for a couple of weeks, so yeah, Mobley, could, yep. Mobley could get some more, you know, production out of him just because you know he's going to be asked to do a little bit more defensively in that front court to kind of hold things down um they did add max Struess and george niang which i found was interesting more so from the fact probably for three-point shooting purposes both of those guys kind of fill that void however i don't know what you're going to expect and get from those guys on a nightly basis like niang was for the Sixers was good and then I'll have his moments where he can't hit anything and Struess the same thing they paid him like a starter but he hasn't really been a full-time starter outside of the playoffs and even in the playoffs his production was a little bit shaky so I'm trying to see how those two are going to fit into the puzzle because outside of those you know what you're going to get from Mitchell you know you're going to get from Garland Lavert again is another guy up and down you don't know what you're going to get but when he's on he's on so this Cavs team is a good, it's a good solid team. Not 50 win, 51 win-ish team, but a good 47, 48. What do you think of the Cleveland Cavaliers, Doc? 50 and a half. I mean, we're not even don't worry about the 50 and a half so much, but give us a good fantasy breakdown on this team. I mean, if they're healthy, they're gonna be good. Darius Garland and Donovan Mitchell is one of the better, the better backcourt duos in the East and really the whole league. Um Mobley and Jared Allen, both very solid. I kind of I kind of thought Mobley was going to break out a little more than he has. He's like 16 and 9, the block. Uh, I was hoping for a little more, but then Jared Allen does a lot of, of um, stealing stats from Mobley, so it, it makes that kind of tough. And last year we had Ike Koro in there at small forward. And this year we got Max Struess or Karis LeVert. Uh, I'm not sure which one of those two dudes is going to start. It's probably going to be Struess, but – I like that look a lot better than Isaac Okoro. Okoro was just sort of a fantasy sponge out there. He wasn't really doing anything. And Yang, like you talked about with Sixers, he he showed a lot of promise um, at times and, and could be a very good player. But um, I think the guys you're drafting, obviously Donovan Mitchell first, then Darius Garland, then probably Allen and Mobley close together. And then at some point at the end, you're going to be looking at Max Struess and Karis LeVert and uh, maybe Yang in a in a deeper league. But uh, I I feel like if they stay healthy, man, I think they they could uh, challenge the Pacers for you know that that spot. All right, you know I I guess so. Did did I hear that? I, obviously, obviously a big weekend with news and football and stuff like that. But did I see where Mitchell is not going to extend? Uh, like, I, I, felt, I feel like that would have been a bigger story if I did see that. But I feel like Mitchell said that he's not extending whatever. So, listen, they got to do it now because Donovan Mitchell is going to figure out a way to work himself to Madison Square Garden. So, yeah, okay, this uh, 
All right, so yeah, okay, so yeah, nothing, nothing on that news right there, but I don't see that, but yeah. it doesn't mean it's not there. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, you okay. know, Corey, believe it or not, I don't sit around on Saturday and Sunday and read NBA news blurbs all day yeah. long no, either. No, I, <laughs> <laughs> I like to go out and do stuff yeah, and no watch doubt, football doubt. and watch yeah. playoff baseball, so. I wasn't fully dialed into the off-season news cycle okay, cool. uh, on Donovan Mitchell either, but I don't I, see. It. Yeah, I heard another report too. I'll mention that one after the show. I think it'd be interesting for you, Doc. But yeah, Javon, go ahead and put a bow on the Cleveland Cavaliers for us. Are we are we making a mistake? Um, like I, I I saw some ADP with Donovan Mitchell in the first round. I don't believe Donovan Mitchell is a first round fantasy guy, but like Doc said, the pieces are the pieces, and that's it, right? Yeah, pieces are pieces. You know what you're going to get. Mitchell is going to get score you a bunch of points. He's going to, you know, have that 50-point game, you know, a couple of times this season. Garland's probably going to have more than enough double-doubles of points and assists And Mobley. I think that's the guy who can continue. I think he has another level to hit, hit in his game that I think can be, you know, a big help to, you know, anybody that takes him in fantasy. All right, head of the class. Minus 350 to win the division. That's a big number, but this is a big team. It's the Milwaukee Bucks win total sitting at 54 and a half. Talked about this with the win totals before. If a team can win 55 games, they don't need to win 55 games. So they could sit somebody after 51 wins or so. They could be, if they got a playoff spot already locked up, there's position in their seat, and they're not going to push it to get the 55, 56 wins to cash that over. This is Giannis. Now you bring in Dame. Is Chris Middleton, but Javon, is it anything else? Uh, for me, is Bobby Portis. I think, you know, Portis has been solid last two years. You know, he's been averaging 14 and 9 each year, and he shot last year 40, 49% from the field, 37 from three. I think, you know, he's always in cons- a consistent guy that you can lean on fantasy, DFS, even betting on his props. You can always, you know, depending on the matchup, you can always get consistency from him and Marjan Bochamp. I know he's probably an off the radar type of selection, but I feel like second coming off that bench, second team, you're going to be looking for someone else to kind of step up and bring some production. And I think he could, I think he could do it. Summer league. I thought he played well. And then last and then yesterday in first preseason game had 18, nine and three, I think, you know, he didn't do much in his rookie year splitting time, you know, playing down in the G league. But I think this year he could be, give him some production off the bench as a second-year player. That's interesting stuff right there, Doc. I didn't really mention I, – I know I'm not too familiar with Bochamp's game. Uh, Yeah, I mean, it, it's not going to be a guy you are going to be targeting in fantasy. Um, A guy you are going to target in fantasy that we haven't talked about is Brooke, Brooke Lopez. Yes, the Lopez three point, brother. Yep. Three-point shooting specialist that went from <laughs> – 0.0 career three-pointers in 2016 to 1.8 in 2017. Like, that's one of the most remarkable and dramatic things I've ever seen was Brooke Lopez. Because you hear about big men all the time. Oh, he's shooting threes this year. We're going to have him. He's got the green light. He's going to start banging threes. It never, ever happens. And for some reason, Brooke Lopez just decided to start launching 2016-17. And, and now he's he's good for almost two a game. So that's kind of that's kind of fun. And even though he's been in the league for a thousand years, he still last year was 16 points, almost seven boards, two and a half blocks, and 1.73 pointers. Like 
you can make fun of Brooke Lopez all you want, but that guy is he's still gonna be effective again this year. So that that's a guy that I think is is more important to that team than most people probably give him credit for. Um Giannis's knee is gonna be what it all comes down to. And load management with Giannis. I mean, I could see the Bucks running circles around the rest of this division and this the Eastern Conference and be like, you know what, we're gonna we're gonna make sure Giannis is healthy for the playoffs, make sure his knee's good to go. We're gonna we're gonna take it easy on him. Um so that that will be interesting. But I, I think the key probably for me is can Chris Middleton come back from that injury and have be the old Chris Middleton because we never really saw the old Chris Middleton last year, and that's that's kind of a big deal. Seemed like that was a problem for them uh, going down the stretch and at times during the season last year. Middleton was never really to get straight. Javon, when we when we go into to, into April and into the into the playoffs in the May and stuff like that, the Milwaukee Bucks would be the top seed in the Eastern Conference. I would have to believe so. I it I think again I think last year it came down to them in Boston. It was like separated by one game. I could see the same thing happening this year with. Boston, you know, adding Porzingis and adding Holiday, but I think they, I think the Bucks should be able to take and grab that number one seed. Doc, you would agree? I got Boston, man. I, I think, I think the the taking Drew and his defense off of Milwaukee and adding Drew and his defense to Boston is, is going to be. I mean, that's a big swing, man. Because Dame, Dame don't play no defense. Dame's there to shoot threes and. <laughs> And throw throw the throw the ball around, but uh, Drew's Drew's kind of a dog, and I, I think Boston. You you got Jalen, you got Jason Tatum, you got Porzingis, uh, which is weird. But Porzingis looked good in that in that preseason game last night. It looks like he fit in really well with those guys. He was actually working down in, in the paint a little bit by the rim. So I, I got Boston coming out in the East. Right. Right, there you go right there, but still, it looks like the similar to how the top of the Eastern Conference has looked for the past couple years, so it should be a lot of fun. All right, thank you, everybody, for rocking with us, checking us out, Central Division Preview. Don't forget, sportstopia.io is the site to go to and get all your stuff done over there, whether it's football, basketball, whatever. We got you covered, sportstopia.io. That QR code takes you to our optimizer, getting ready for daily fantasy, so you want to go ahead and get that and get situated. For Javon and Dr. A, is Corey Parson, the fantasy executive. Play that dramatic sportstopia music. We out. <laughs>